Out of the box. Out of the box. Out of the box. Meet people through their music. With Ash Bertabez on FBI. Just setting off in the studio here, closing down all of Alex Pye's dating and shopping tabs, getting everything back to normal, and now we're all set to go. And my guest on Out of the Box today is Sophie Tay, who is an emerging designer, fresh out of uni last year, actually, and her style is, like, mega fun. Heaps of pom-poms, heaps of colour, lovely patterns, all hand-dyed. Actually, her style works quite well on bald heads. Uh, but although Sophie lost all her hair last year, she didn't think of using her own designs for kind of, you know, cranial fabulousness, I guess, until someone wrote to her out of the blue with a special request. Welcome and out of the box, Sophie. Thanks for the love. That's really nice. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> so who's this person who got in touch with you out of the blue? Um, it was actually this Canadian lady. Her name was Kimberly, and um, she was going through chemotherapy. Uh, she basically saw my website and just fell in love with all the prints and the colourful patterns, and she's like, I have never seen anything like that here in Canada, so um, would you be able to make something for me? And, um, like, how much would it cost? Like, how can I get it? And so basically I just um, I said, yeah, yeah, I'll make something for you. Like, I totally know what you're going through. Like, having no hair sometimes is just so crap and, like, you have your bad days, but you still want to be yourself, um, especially being into fashion. Like, I love dressing up and I can't imagine not being able to do that. And so... Um, yeah, I hand-painted like a bunch of silk for her and attached some pom-poms to it, sent it over, and she just sent me a photo of her wearing it with her husband. It oh, was really so cute. Great. I know, it was really sweet. Did so. she have any kind of, uh, you know, did she tell you what the reaction was over in Canada? Yeah, the- well, um, she went grocery shopping that day. She said it was still a bit <laughs> cold, but she went grocery shopping. She wore it grocery shopping, and the lady there was actually like, oh, you look awesome. Like, where did you get that from? And she's like, oh, yeah, it's from Australia. It's from Sophie Tay. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, semi-famous at the grocery store in another country. So that was pretty cool, I guess. That's fabulous. Okay, so we've got the first track to take this morning, and it's from David Bowie. So can you tell me what are your feels on David Bowie? Why this track? I absolutely love David Bowie. I think he's a genius. Um, I just love the mash, like the mash of all the different elements in this song as well, um, like all the different orchestral instruments. But then you've got this great like electric guitar and his story- storytelling voice and it's very out of this world kind of. It's very extraterrestrial and when I'm creating stuff I always think of who would I want to wear my clothes and I don't want to pose any restrictions on who can wear what I create. Um, so so aliens are yeah, totally free to yeah, wear it. totally. Like if you're from Mars, just hit me up. I'll, I'll hook you up. With some, I'll make you look good. Um <laughs> Yeah, so um, I think, yeah, fashion is very much like that. In my opinion, styling should be, you know, everyone has a different style and it can be, it's kind of like music in the sense that you can love um, many different genres and it's that combination and that clash of different, you know, subcultures and things that makes you unique and makes it your own personal style. So I think I really relate with this song because of that. Wicked. I'm in the studio with Sophie Tay, who's an emerging designer. And this is David Bowie, Life on Mars. It's a god-awful small affair To the girl with the mousy hair But her mummy is yelling no And her daddy has told her to go 
But her friend is nowhere to be seen Now she walks through her sunken dream To the seat with the clearest view And she's hooked to the silver screen But the film is a sad thing for For she's lived it ten times or more She could spit in the eyes of fools As they ask her to focus on She's fighting in the dance hall Oh man, look at those give and go It's a freaky show Take a look at the Good. It's so bombastic. Just almost too much. Makes it just right. Which is David Bowie, Life on Mars, brought in by my guest today, Sophie Tay. And uh, my name's Ash Bertabers. We're in the studio just, just having a yarn, listening to some tracks. And next, well, actually, could I ask you first, how did you know that you wanted to be a fashion designer? How old were you? How did you figure it out? Um, I always 
had an interest in fashion or just at least making stuff. So um, I started making like little tissue paper dresses and stuff for my Barbies and just drawing clothes. And like, <laughs> they were terrible, but like, I still kept them. Oh, my mum my kept them. Um, yeah, she just found like a notepad recent, recently that said, um, I, I had written in 2002 or something like, hi, my name's Sophie and I just want to be a famous fashion designer when I grow up. Oh, and um, it's funny because I just graduated as like in fashion and textiles. So it's, yeah, it's interesting to see that it actually went all the way. So <laughs> I guess it's kind of good. That's great. So you, you only finished your course last year. Yes. Last year, fashion, if anyone knows anyone who's been through a fashion and textiles course, you know that that is maximum crunch time um how was it how did you how did you cope was it an easy year for you it was pretty stressful like I think I have a pretty good work mentality in the sense that I like you know I know how to get stuff done um I still have my downtime but it's just so full-on I mean it's like it's not like you're studying for an exam or anything but it's just very emotionally and uh emotionally invested and also it's very personal to you, so you just want to make it right in every way. Um, and yeah, I, kind of trying to get you know get good marks, but also yeah, be true to your style as well. That's right. That's that's the hard part because how can you how can you mark something like that? It's totally subjective, and it's like anything else that's creative. But um, I think the main thing for, for me was making sure that I was really happy with it and it was true to who I was and what I wanted to create. Um, and yeah, it was just there was just a lot of deadlines and everyone was like crying in the staircases at uni and you being like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I can't get this steam right. It's just taking over my life. I'm like, guys, relax. Like, it's not you doing like you're doing heart surgery or something. Um, but um, coincidentally, like halfway through that year, I actually had this like sickness kind of thing where I started to lose all my hair. It all just kind of like fell out and um so when you say sickness kind of thing that sounds really really vague yeah it does (laughs) so does does that mean that you still don't know what that sickness was yeah I don't know I know I have um I have an autoimmune condition called alopecia and um basically it just causes hair loss and um uh but also on top of that I have other issues that were kind of related but they don't know what it is and they don't know until something really terrible happens so it's all kind of mysterious and um girl that's the last thing you need when you're going through your last yeah, year of uni. yeah it was hard it was mm. really hard but um I don't know I pulled through somehow and my hair's like started to grow back now nice pixie cut going on yeah. here very <laughs> very you. stylish I got it cut like a couple of weeks ago it felt really good um <laughs> yeah it was hard because I had hair really long like down to my belly button and I would have a shower and touch my head like it would all start falling out and people would be like oh like maybe it's just you know maybe it's just stress maybe it's just like winter molting I'm like I don't molt I'm like not a chicken (laughs) or something but um yeah and then I found out I got a biopsy on my head and they said you have alopecia and so I was like oh what's that and then my head just continued to fall out and I had like these random long wispy bits and I looked like Gollum and it was really bad so (laughs) But it's pretty, like, you know, it was different. I would, was there a crunch time for those wispy, wispy bits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got them shaved off pretty quickly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just a long period of wearing wigs, and which were really uncomfortable, and, uh, like, just beanies and hats. But yeah. And, you know, you were wearing wigs, but th- that's, so, that's so funny because you actually ended up making, you know, amazing headgear for... You know, head fashion for ladies who also didn't have any hair. You didn't think of doing that for yourself? No, I didn't think of that. I don't know why. I totally could have. Um, 
but I guess I was just so I don't know so involved with my work and Mm. like everything was just too much I just didn't even think of doing something extra for myself or so did putting you go, my skills to work. Yeah. Did you go wig shopping? Is that how it Yeah, went? I did. I went yeah. with my mum and my cousin. It was actually really fun. Like, because <laughs> they put it on your head and they sit you down like a salon bar and then, like, they fully just cut the edge and like, how, what do you think about that? Like, do you want me to do the back a bit more? I'm like, yeah, actually, like, you know. <laughs> so it was, pretty, it was a pretty nice experience. Nice. But, um, yeah, I, I would have never done that otherwise. Like, I don't think I would have ever shaved my head. I probably would again now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks great right now. Thank you very much. For sure. And um, so you, it was a mystery illness. <laughs> so does that mean you just kind of had to take random medications for it? Um, yeah. Well, they had medication to treat the alopecia, but mm-hmm. with the other stuff, I just had to get blood tests blood tests every two weeks and um, see like four different specialists and um, just keep, keep, an, keep an eye on my hair and yeah. um, my eyes as well. I have a like something funny going with my gone going on with my eyes yeah they were like bleeding in the back or something and they're just really inflamed so Good I think Lord. that's why it's a bit like they yeah. don't really know what it is so and that's that's on top of doing the course so yeah, I mean, that yeah. would be wreaking havoc with your emotions yeah oh my emotions were just and the days that I had PMS as well they were like really <laughs> bad days like really bad it went down yeah I went <laughs> down like super down when, what was like in in your memory what is the biggest low point you know what was just the one where you're just kind of like absolute bottom um I think every time I went out and people would look at me a bit differently like I think a lot of people either thought that I was having like going through like a more serious illness like um going through chemotherapy or I had some people thinking that I that I did and um and then some people would think that I was going through a Britney Spears phase and I thought it was really cool, like shaving my hair off kind of thing. But like, there's nothing wrong with that anyway. But um, just like I had many people that I just thought were decent people um, that would just stare at me and like make funny comments and things when I walked past and it just really got to me. How did you react? Um, at first I didn't because I, I had never had to deal with that kind of thing before. Um, I just, I guess I never had to really stick up for myself in that way before. And it was just very like, oh, it was like an arrow to my heart. And, um, but I, yeah, I learned a lot from that. I learned just to be stronger. I think, um, I think, yeah, I just, just figured that, you know, it's not all about how you look. I know it sounds really like... <laughs> Says you doing a fashion yeah, course. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. That's yeah. the thing. Like, there are parts of the fashion industry that I'm just like, mm, I don't think I really want to be into that. It's a bit disgusting. But um, I think the areas of fashion that I that I am interested in are more... Because um, I'm more about textiles. It's about creating things that are fun and that anyone can wear. So it's, yeah, it's more about creating your own style. So Awesome. And we've got a track to take from someone called Mikhail Paskalev, who I've never mm. heard of before until now. So why did you want to play this track, Come On? Um, come On, yes. I was driving home one day from work. I was working at a menswear suiting store and I was just so sick um, of all the weird looks I was getting, all the customers being retail, like, I was like, yeah. I'm just so sick of men like bossing me around and stuff, and I was wow. just very emotional. And working in a working in a men's suit store would be quite strange, though. Yeah, I mean, it was. What kind of, how was that as an as an experience? It I was mean, good. I liked yeah. it. I think men are pretty easy to shop with. Like, I mean, they they usually just know what they want, or they don't know, and they just they'll just tell you like, can you just pick something for me? Or they'll be mm-hmm. like, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. And 
So was it your job to make people just feel fabulous? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, sir, you look absolutely divine in that. Like, And he'd be like, oh, really? <laughs> Blushes? <laughs> Here's some money for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was different because I'd never worked in menswear before. But All right. So we've got Mikhail Paskalev on your radio right now. My guest on Out of the Box today is Sophie Tay. Remember that night 
Very sweet. That's a new one, and I'm definitely going to listen to that again. It's Mikhail Paskalev. Come on, brought in by my guest today, Sophie Tay. And where were you when you first heard that track? Um, I was driving in my car after work, and it was just a really rotten day. Like, I just felt so bad and down, and um, sounds kind of typical, but um, it just really spoke to me, and I fell in love with his voice instantly, and I just felt really calm, and I was like, oh, my gosh, he's, like, comforting me. Like, this is a sign. I need to stop <laughs> being so down about it. I mean, people are going through worse things than me right now. So, yeah, I think uh, every time, like, I have, like, a bad moment, I, I listen to I listen to Mikhail, and it, it really, like, just reminds me that I have to just pull through. Yeah. Adorable. I know. Cute. Well, <laughs> now next track is from Devenger Banha and it's called Baby. So where were you when you first heard this song? Um, I was in a car park with this guy that I was seeing who's now my boyfriend and he asked me to show me show him around my area and it was just pouring rain and um, there's nothing to do around my area unless you're outside, basically. So where so, is your area? Uh, I live in Glenory, which is like a northwest rural area. There's lots of farms and orchards. Um, it's really beautiful. And um, this song came on in the car and I was like, oh, what's this? And I was like, oh, my gosh, he likes like this. He likes Devendra. It's so exciting. It's a sign. I know. Yeah. And so I, I think, now, you know, you can totally judge someone's character on the music. Oh, so true. Because like, I thought he yeah. just liked like Frank Sinatra, but... Um, which is also fine, but um, <laughs> cool. That's a thing. Yeah, but now like the other day we were driving to the Blue Mountains and this came on and I um, skipped it and he was like, "Oh my gosh, did you just skip Devendra?" I'm like, "Oh, sorry, I like, got in trouble, so we just had to listen to it." <laughs> so yeah, and uh, is this the one with the whistle in it? Yeah, so um, it doesn't have a whistle in it, but my boyfriend's a really good whistler and I just cannot whistle. Like it's very airy and like, you know, those people that like whistle like that. They're just like, phew, give, they make sounds. Give us a go. Just, I can't whistle. Like it's really just bad. Just give it a bell. Okay. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Sorry, everyone. Um, I swear I can do a little bit better than that. But anyways, yeah, I think he likes to make fun of me. And we just got a text on the text line from Simon, who's saying, Hey, Sophie, where can we find some of your work online? Google failed on me so far. Oh, no. So what's the best way to find you? Um, you can find me on my website or Instagram is probably the best way. Um, so Sophie with an F instead yeah. of a PH? Yes, so and Sophie with an F, S-O-F-I-E. And then my last name is Tay, T-E-H. So it's like... You like you spilt the wrong. Yeah, it autocorrect <laughs> always changes it to the, but it's T E H. Do you have any problems with that in actual life? All the yeah. time, <laughs> all the time. Like I have so many certificates and like pieces of mail that come through, and it's Sophie P H with Sophie the. So I don't know. <laughs> it's not me, guys. Someone else. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got Devendra now, so everything's gonna be okay. Yes, it will be. FBI ninety four point five with Sophie Tay. T-E-H and with an F instead of a P-H if you want to check out our great designs online.
Pitch black dog watching over me in my sleep And I stir just a toss in the back There's a red moon rising on the hills tonight Where the stars bear down from their throne And the old southern crosses shine And it points down the side I cannot believe they did not explode. Such a beautiful track. So that's the Middle East and that track is called Land of the Bloody Unknown. Beautiful, beautiful song. And it's brought in by my guest today, Sophie Tay. And why why is this song, you know, where does this kind of sit for you? Um, I think this song is just, I love this song just because it just reminds me of home. Not yeah. home just as in Australia, but I mean home as in like my hometown and my house. Can you describe it a little bit? Um I think I was very fortunate to grow up in such a beautiful area. My dad owns a nursery and so my house is on our property and we're just surrounded by plants and flowers and growing things. We've got animals and chickens and um, a big dam and uh, right next to the bush as well. So everyone around there's like a farmer or um, someone that grows plants or grows stone fruit. There's lots of Italian and Greek farmers that grow like eggplants and they bring them around to like my next door neighbor's Greek and um, he always talks to his cow in Greek. It's really cute. It's so sweet. I'm like, dad, I really want a cow. A Greek cow. Yeah, I want a Greek. No, I want a Malaysian cow, dad, because you're from (laughs) Malaysia. Can you get me a Malaysian cow? Um, Yeah. So it's really beautiful. What other, do you have any animals on your property? Um, yeah, I have a dog. We have a random cat that I think is ours now, but I don't know. And <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Isn't that how it always works? Yeah. And uh, we have like a lot of chickens, like many, many fowls. A lot. <laughs> how, how do you get these chickens? Um, well, my dad has a hobby and they're like his pets. We don't eat them or anything. So um, we just keep yeah. them and they just have fun in the garden. Um, <laughs> but great. yeah, so I go to poultry auctions with my dad. Um, they're usually in like Lithgow or Cessnock, like the Hunter Valley. And What are they like? Are they out in the open? Or are they in, you know, little they're... RSL halls or what? <laughs> yeah, they're like run by um, local organisations, local farmers and um they just run run in like a showground or like a shed. Last time I went to one in a wool pavilion and um, where they shear the sheep. And um, it was really cool. Like they just have chickens in like little boxes and people bid, you know, for like a new pet and little kids come to buy like a rabbit. And oh, um, yeah, it was like the happiest moment of my life winning a bid like for a chicken. It was like one of those fluffy, silky chickens. They're like got an afro and you can't see their eyes. But um, I, yeah, when I won that, I was so happy. Oh, that's great. And so and so that's your pet chicken now? Yeah, that's, that's mine. Your, that's your loved one? Yeah. Have you? Has it had like other little baby chickens? So many babies. Oh, my God, I'm obsessed We're with just, baby chickens. I know. They're like my favourite thing <laughs> in Don't the cry. world. I'm actually welling up. You know, like, so just imagine holding a tiny little chicken or a tiny little oh duckling no. in, your, in your hands. That was, I think I watched too much play school as a kid and you'd oh have gosh. the little, you know, the little kid hands yeah. and they'd have a little chicken <laughs> yeah. in them. A little heart beating. And, so oh my sweet. God, I just, I'm actually crying Tearing a little bit. Tearing up, yeah. Um, okay, let's move right along then. <laughs> so, so you are from a more rural area, but it's only yeah. an hour out of the CBD. Yeah, Sydney, that's right? right. Yeah, but it feels like a completely different world just because I think it's right on the border and everything's like green and quiet and you can see the stars so clearly. Like I've never seen stars anywhere else in the world like I can at my house and it just reminds me of home. Lucky. So, yeah, it's really nice. So let's play a track by Cat Stevens. Um, which one have you brought in? I've brought in Wild World. Uh, this one 
is great because it reminds me of my dad who is an awesome man. He's very wise and he loves Cat Stevens. Um, I've been listening to him for a very long time. He used to play the records on like on the stereo or whatever when people used to come over as background music and be like, oh, people get in the mood with this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> DJ so, Dad. Yeah, go Dad, go Ted. Um, so, yeah, it just reminds me of him. And um, so, so your dad's from Malaysia? Yeah, he's from Malaysia. But where in Malaysia? Uh, Penang. Yeah, it's a little island. Oh, yeah, in the northwest. It's very tropical and everyone's mm-hmm. really cool and hardworking and they have cute accents and they're just really fun people. They love um, the outdoors as well. So I think that's where my dad kind of has that background, like the love of growing things. Sounds like a chiller. That's what this makes you. Uh, (laughs) Cat Stevens, Wild World on FBI 94.5. Listen out of the box. My name's Ash Bertabez and my guest today is Sophie Tay. I'll 
Shout outs to Ted, Sophie Tay's dad. Yep. And uh, you're listening to Out of the Box and FBI Radio. That one was brought in because it's a good one to listen to in the car when you've got a back seat full of chickens. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, we talked about your dad. So mm-hmm. where's where's your mum from then? Um, my mum is originally from Seoul in South Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I used to travel there every year with her. So it's a pretty crazy place. Like, it's very different from Malaysia. So it's interesting how my parents got together, like how they managed to find a common ground. So Penang's um, very, you know, tropical, but Seoul, yeah. is that more, it's more of a city? It's like a huge city. It's mm-hmm. very big. Um, and it's just very frantic and busy and everyone. Everyone's like really well groomed and has plastic surgery. Like everyone, <laughs> a lot of girls. Like I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I think it's just the culture. Like it's very like well accepted to have something done to your face or your body, mostly your face. So is it just you know when you get older and you know get into your forties, or is it kind of everyone? I think just it's. I've, I've heard girls from the age of sixteen do it. Like in high school, it's quite normal because I have cousins that all their friends have got it gotten it done and they've like begged their parents to do it as well so wow that's interesting it's very bizarre is there like a you know just particularly popular procedures or is it uh, yeah there's this procedure called double eyelid surgery where they like cut a crease into your eyelid and then fold it so it looks like um western eyes that's what they call it <laughs> so strange I know but yeah. um you know I guess yeah it's very different from Penang like Penang so laid back and um just very slow it's like a slower kind of pace yeah. but Korea is very fast and everyone's fancy is your mum fancy uh not really she's like well she lives on like a farm now so and um she's got golden skin um no she's actually a cellist so she studied music for a very long time and um she taught cello for a long time and uh she would always play classical music around the house in the car and um yeah so this is like something that she played every Sunday morning I would hear I would wake up and hear her playing this um I just thought it was so beautiful I would never get sick of her playing it because I think she was just so she had so much so much expression and so much concentration and um she would hardly even notice me there when I saw her playing so um yeah it's very dear to me this this is by Bach I think yeah Thank you. 
You're listening to ABC Classic FM. <laughs> no, it's an FBI 94.5. Keep it tuned. So that was brought in by my guest today, Sophie Tang. That was really good. Yeah, you listen to ABC Classic that. FM? Yeah, all the time. My mom, oh my goodness. Rocks out. Yeah, it's pretty good though. And that was a track that you brought in because it reminds you of your mom. Yes, of mother. Yes. Wondrous. She's beautiful. So I think it's time for a bit of a change of pace yeah, because we can't so. be stealing their no. shtick over at ABC Classic. <laughs> and Ausker, who yes. is a beautiful man, um, you've got a track from him in here. And which one have you picked? Yes, I've picked Torrance. Um, I love Asgir. He's just beautiful. We, I like, I don't know. I, I just find his voice so beautiful. It's like an angelic voice. Mm. Um, when I saw him live, I was like completely blown away. Um, he's such a humble performer. Yeah, and he's such a gentle soul. He's so gentle. Mm. I think it must be an Icelandic thing. All Icelandic people seem to be really cool. And yeah. all the musicians seem to have this cool vibe about like connection with the surroundings and nature. And I think I relate with that. Yeah. And I think it's also just kind of, I think it's a cultural thing as yeah, well. It because, totally is. And especially if you have to spend so much yes. of the time during the winter indoors, you're going right. to have to come up with something I cool know. to do with all that time. And it's so cool because they're like so remote from everyone else. They've totally got their own thing yeah. going on. It's And I think they also, in Iceland, just generally, they lack that kind of idea that there are musicians and then there are other people. Mm. That's right. You know, they, they don't lack it entirely, but it's not there as strongly as in, you know, in Sydney, I kind of feel like, oh, that's a musician. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But in Iceland, it's just kind of everyone, everyone. That, you know, you run into someone in the street and then instead of saying, you know, oh, what's up? They'd be like, what are you working on? Just, yeah, you know, like right. you need to create to stay sane is kind mm, of, it's a known so. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think they have a really small population as well, like yeah. 200,000 people or something. Yeah, I think so it's like probably 330,000. <laughs> I'm not following the birth rate yeah. really closely, but, but it's like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what, you listen to Ausgert when you're working on clothes then? Yeah, he's like one of the only artists that I can listen to when I'm painting my fabrics or designing because I just sometimes I find it hard. I get distracted by the words or I don't really connect to um, what I'm making at the time with the music. You know, it's kind of an, a weird thing to explain, but um, I just I just never get sick of listening to his voice or, you know, his music. So um, he's like up there with one of my favourites. Divine on FBI 94.5. Ausgir with Torrent. My guest on Out of the Box today is Sophie Tay. Oh 
so triumphant, and that is our scare with Torrent. And if you are near a computer or something like that, or, you know, can take some notes, go straight ahead to FBI Radio's YouTube because there's a video of Ausker in the studio that we are sitting in right now, that I'm sitting in with Sophie Tay, and he was sitting right where you were sitting. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. I know. Right? <laughs> All the colour is drained from her face. <laughs> so you can, uh, yeah, you can basically go on there and look up King and Cross by Ausker. There it is. Actually, I shot that one with my sister. <laughs> yeah. It was me, my way of fangirling, but being kind of discreet is like giving myself a task, which was shooting the, the song and then editing it oh, obsessively. That's so um, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so that was, that was a wonderful track. Thank you for bringing that in. So you listen to that kind of music when you're working. Mm. I've noticed that you've got a bit of an injury. Injury? Injury. Do Your I? finger. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realise. Yeah, I sewed through my finger a couple of days ago. Like, yeah. through All your the finger. way through the nail and then through the other side it came out and then it broke and then one bit went back in and then oh. I didn't feel it because it was so fast but then I took the needle out and it started bleeding everywhere and I was like, ah! <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> it was just like blood going everywhere. It was like Kill Bill. But um, yeah, it's oh good now. Like I just bandaged it up. Yeah, it looks yeah. it looks great. Like, <laughs> it was just part of your style. <laughs> so can I can I actually ask you a bit more about your style, your fashion? Mm-hmm. I guess um, in your designs, they're very colourful. You've got awesome use of pom pom, I'd say, mm-hmm. and awesome use of colour. So where where do you draw your inspiration from? Um, so with this collection that I just did, De Pomp, it was based on the um, the women of the hill tribes in Sapa. Mm-hmm. Um, they're called the Hmong women. And um, I basically went travelling there a couple of years ago with two girlfriends and we just did a few days trekking in Sapa and um, I just fell in love with the country, like the scenery and all the the local people. They were just welcoming, so welcoming and lovely and just very unique. Like they created all their own clothes with their hands, all these handmade textiles of beautiful dyeing and embroidery and yeah. it's just still so vibrant and, and if you google hamong um like h-m-o-n-g yeah yeah Sapa right now you can see their style yeah, it's incredible it's so cool yeah. and like just imagine wearing that every day i'm like i want to wear that every day yeah. but i would look so ridiculous if i did it here exactly but, they're like 24 um, 7 fabulous know. they're just always fabulous and they wear awesome jewelry and hats mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so I just wanted to do something that was really recognising handmade um, textiles and kind of like slow fashion. So I'm kind of deterred from this really fast-paced fashion. You know, everything has to be made now, like mass, mass, mass. And like, So, you know, not the Zara model where, you know, basically there's people waiting next to a runway so they can steal a design yeah, and yeah, knock it up really yeah. quickly and fly it out within a matter yeah. of hours and they, you know, overproduce by a long shot that kind of fashion doesn't appeal to you at all then (laughs) yeah I guess you know everyone buys something from there and it's totally you know inevitable that that's going to happen um nowadays but um for me I just like creating stuff that's um very very well considered and um comes from my heart like is part of who I am so it's very personal to me and I just love creating things that are colorful and wacky and different and um just a mesh of different things that inspire me um yeah it's hard to find stuff like that I find um especially like being a young designer as well I always love seeing what my peers were working on and rather than it being a competitive thing at fashion school it was much more of like a you know sisterly love brotherly love kind of thing everyone was really encouraging and lovely so um 
Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, it was really nice. I was really surprised. And so um, when you were in Sapa, um, checking out the styles, yeah. what what do you do there? What do you do when you're hanging out there? Um, we just, like, trekked from very early morning to late at night. Well, not late at night, but in the afternoon. But um, it's completely covered in fog, so it's always wet. And there's, like, rice terraces. And um, the we stayed with this lady who was a local woman, and she had us um, with a few other travellers just at our house. And... Um, I just remember one night, um, it was the Vietnamese Chinese New Year, they call it, they call it Tet, and we were ha- drinking rice wine, and um, I went to this, like, healing shack afterwards, which was, like, Needed to spa. be healed. Yeah. You could go there right no, now, considering <laughs> your minor injuries. I was like, Chinese New Year must be healed for the New Year. <laughs> um, and so I went and got, a, like, a massage, and then my friend, one of my friends, she, like, Alicia, she ran through the door. She like busts through the through the wooden doors. While like, you're getting a massage. Yeah, and she was like, oh, yeah, you guys, it's Chinese New Year. She's like saying all these things in Vietnamese and we we're like, what is going on? <laughs> and she's like, guys, oh, my gosh, rice wine, rice wine in the house. And we we're like, what is happening? Like, I mean, this is pretty pretty typical of her. but um, <laughs> Loose like, cannon. Yeah, she's, she's a riot, but she's so, like, you would never think – think at looking at her because she's like a model she's so beautiful but um she's also such a bogan sometimes and um (laughs) yeah and then um she like stepped in this there was this um metal bowl on the floor and it was full of incense and coals and the local tribeswoman was just like putting stuff into it like as an offering and um alicia stepped into the bowl because she was very wasted and intoxicated and crazy and it flipped and it burnt the side of her shin and she's like and then uh, she just did like a crazy dance and the lady, the Vietnamese lady was like going nuts and like cursing in Vietnamese and she was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And she was like, no, 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 no. And like forcing her to sit in the sink, which was basically just a tub of water on the floor and it was freezing cold and Alicia just sat in there in her track pants <laughs> for a good five minutes being like, what's going on, save me? And um, yeah, and then the lady put toothpaste on her leg and... Um, <laughs> I nursed her upstairs to the bed, like the bedding area, and just like um, was just feeding her water and chips. Did she remember and any of this? No, she didn't remember in the morning. She was like, "What? No, I didn't." Oh my god! As usual. Shouts to Alicia. This is a song that reminds <laughs> that reminds <laughs> Sophie Tay, my guest and out of the box today, of you. It's hot chip. Look where we are. An FBI ninety four point five. Look at where we are, are, are 
Chip on FBI 94.5 and uh, that is a track called dot 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 look where we are brought in by my guest today Sophie Tay who is an emerging designer based in where is it again Glenory Glenory yes Glenory yes. Glenorious Glenorious uh-huh. it is a glorious place couldn't stop myself. <laughs> so it's been fabulous having you on the show. I've had a great oh, time. You. And the tracks have been all back-to-back good stuff. And if you do want to listen back to the show, you can always check us out through On Demand. We'll also whack up a podcast. And you can actually, you know, if you have a podcast app on your phone, type in Out of the Box and all of the podcasts will come up right there. And, yeah, you can uh, download them and go off Wi-Fi and all of those things. It's great. It's I love the internet. So, hey... When you know you when you started making these head dresses, what would you call them? Um, I don't know, head scarves. Head scarves, yeah, head scarves for people who are. are yeah, who people yeah. who are undergoing chemo and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Did you think about actually making them for you know anyone? Yeah, for sure. I don't yeah. like. I'm not restricting it to anyone. So you know, anyone can wear it. Anyone you don't have to wear it on your head. You can wear it around your neck or your leg. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah. if, if you're listening right now and you actually know someone who's going through chemo, has a cold head and wants to be cool, mm. actually get in touch with Sophie Tay. It's S-O-F-I-E and her last name is the spelt wrong and she can make you a cool garment. Yep. Sure can. For she is. All right. Well, we've got one last song to play today 
And what is it? Um, this one's Tomorrow by Silverchair. Why? Um, because I love Silverchair. <laughs> I love Silverchair, like, so much. I was, like, the first time I heard of Silverchair was when I was in primary school and um, I was watching Heartbreak High. I think it was, I was still a bit young to be watching it, but... Um, but you were audacious. Yeah, and did I was. So anyway. I felt like such a badass. Um, <laughs> I was watching it and Tomorrow came and I was like, this is so cool and... Um, and then, coincidentally, I went on an excursion to Canberra or something. Oh, did you go to uh, Questacon? Yes, we did. Oh, how good we is Questacon? Go Questacon. It was I've, really good. You know those things that they sold that were, you know, <laughs> everyone wanted to find the really cheap thing to get from the gift <laughs> yeah. shop. And there's those ones that you flip inside out and you leave them on the ground and, and then, then you kind of go, back away and they pop. Yeah. You did that sound really well. I, found, I can't do that. I found my old one and it still works really well. <laughs> Best 50 cents I ever spent. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're awesome. Sorry, you're we'll in Questacon? Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um and Canberra, in, in Canberra, general. yes. Well, we were in Canberra. I don't know where it was. It was some studio or something. And the guy was like, oh, yes. And by the way, Silverchair recorded The Greatest View here or like their video clip. And I was like, what? That's so cool. Everyone was like, eh, don't care. I was like, how do you guys not care? Like, this is a big deal. This is a big <laughs> deal. I was like the only Asian girl in my school as well. So, First you had that feeling and then you had the feeling yeah. of being, you know, sitting in the same chair that Al Scare sat in oh like gosh. a few months oh ago. Oh, my gosh. Just right now. Like, I'm still recovering. <laughs> But um, yeah, it was pretty Giddy. sick. Yeah. And um, yeah, just fell in love. And I just am obsessed with Daniel Johns as well. He has like the long hair. When I was younger, he had the long hair and the baggy jeans and the resting bitch face. And I was like, that's all I want in a man. <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> well, do you have that now? No, but it's, it's better now. I have to tell you. <laughs> Shout out to Sophie's boyfriend. You're not what she was going for, but you'll do. <laughs> all right. Here we are. You got tomorrow. <laughs> by Silverchair and a Fiat 94.5. Thanks so much, Sophie. Thank you.